not not long. Mike Greenberg said this earlier this morning. They could be sneaky quick in being a contender to what I would say, and I've said this in the past, Jack, I think there's steps, right? To say you're a championship contender, man, I don't know. I mean, I know Phoenix did that last year, but you added a Hall of Fame point guard with an all-star, all-pro caliber guy in, in Booker. Their center had an outstanding year. That's hard to do. But I would like to see the Pels be the Spurs to this aspect. Continually be a second round playoff team. Then you just got to win that series and you're in the Western Conference Finals. Does that make sense? Like, that's what I think realistically. How quickly can I be a second round playoff team? That, that's where I'd like to see them go. If Zion plays, gets in shape, looks more like Duke Zion, and you have what you have on the court right now, why can't they be six or above? And then, can you make it to the second round? I, I don't think you're two years removed from that, realistically. Do you, Jack? Well, see, I wasn't sure. That's why I asked. I really, yeah. I really don't know. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I don't have that kind. Of, I, you know, I, I'm just guesstimating. There's a lot of things. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, uh, the way the way Phoenix and and, uh, and Golden State are right now, uh, um, in two years, even with a healthy design, do I think they would really challenge those teams? Probably not, but but Chris Paul's going to get old. Yeah. I mean, he's already old. You know, he's he's eventually not going to be there. But Golden State's a whole other matter. You see, see that's the thing. Look, Gus. Obviously, CJ McCollum is something they obviously need. Okay, but is he going to get them ultimately to where they want to go, right. or, or or is he just? Or, see, I don't want this to be uh, something so David David Griffin could just say, "Well, we made the playoffs." I'm. I'm I'm really not interested in that, and 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 like a lot of people, I'm a huge Josh Hart fan, and I hate to see him go. So, um, but you know, like I said, on his face, they clearly need somebody like McCollum. Um, but but is he going to be around when the rest of the team progresses? And just watching these guys in the last month, man, these guys really love each other, and I don't know if if, if this, you know. I, if the guys that leave, it's not like I expect the team to quit. But, but you know, they were really playing for each other. So, I, I, well, I guess we'll see how it's going to turn out, you know. I'm with you. Look, it's what we talked about yesterday, Jack, that it's crazy that you almost get a sense of feeling like you, you like to sort of stay put. But, again, you're adding a guy that's going to help the other pieces around you that can do that. And I still think you kept some young pieces that, that you're hoping for, whether it's Jackson Hayes, Trey Murphy, and things of that nature that, you know, that you can go and look, Graham's still on a part of the team. He's hit a couple of game winners this year. So, and, and may, maybe you look at it the way the Saints have sort of done it in, a, in the past where you brought in guys, you brought in vets, and then you, you worry about if he's here in two years, in two years, and you worry about if they're here in three years, in three years. Get to where you're a playoff team. Maybe you can track free agents. Maybe you can make different moves. Maybe other guys develop, and, and, and that'll help you in two, three years. I think you got to get to that point first. And and that's clearly where, you know, they're trying to do right now, Jack. And, and Gus, one last question: the, the, the other two guys that are part of the trade, do, you, do, do people think they're going to stick around, or do you think they're going to get released? They're going to get moved to uh, to another team. I, I think uh, how, how, I think of the two, Larry Nance Jr. is definitely somebody that I think you see them sticking around. There's some speculation that maybe Tony Snell could be moved for another guard or something of that nature. We'll see, but I I, I definitely think Larry Nance Jr. I'd be shocked if they try to move him. 
Gus, thanks for taking my call. Have a good one. Thank you, Jack. Appreciate it. Um, 800-998-1003. Saw another call on there. Give us a call right back, and I'll come right back to you. Um, I want to play this just because, again, it's not that we can't have nice things. It just is what it is. So the move was announced earlier this morning, Wojnowski. They're live on first take, good old J.J. Reddick and Screamin' A. The following is 2 minutes and 11 seconds of you going, here we go again. But again, I'm just putting it out there so you know what's being said. Not that you should care. I'm just letting you know. And it's... And I'm very disgusted. Why? Because I'm a fan of C.J. McCullough. And I want to see him on the legitimate contender. Yeah, there you go. The fact that you're getting moved to the New Orleans Pelicans, we all know the New Orleans ain't going nowhere this year. And I don't disrespect to Willie Green. I'm very, I'm very happy for him that he's got the head coaching job that David Griffin hired them to do that job. They've won about three straight, if I remember correctly. Um, they haven't had Zion. And to me, listen, I'm not questioning the legitimacy of Zion's injury at all. I would never do that. Mm-hmm. What I will say, however, there's something to be said about a passion to play particularly at a certain place. And I think I've just gotten the impression that ever since he arrived in New Orleans, he's had one foot in, one foot out because he really doesn't want to be there. And I think it's something that David Griffin and the New Orleans Pelicans organization needs to place a keen eye on to make sure you get extraordinary value for this guy in the event that you ever have to move him. But the first thing he has to do is show you that he can stay on the floor continuously. And so for me, that's how I look at the Pelicans and CJ McCullum. I'm a huge fan of his. And I hate the fact that he's in this situation. I want to see him on a contender. I would have loved to have seen him in 70, with the 76ers. We talked yes. about this earlier. Yes. I think that would have been such yes. a great fit for him. Yes. And they had a chance this summer. Yeah. Real, real quick before, before we get to actually the Nets, we're going to stay in the East. What about for the, on the Blazer side? Does it do anything for you? No. no. I mean, they're going to avoid, nothing? they're going to avoid some luxury tax this year. Mm-hmm. They're going to have some cap space in the future. Mm-hmm. They get a couple second round picks and, and it, uh, truthfully, a young player in, in Nikhil Alexander Walker that mm-hmm. has a lot of potential. They have mm-hmm. young talent and they need to focus on young talent yep. because whether Damian Lillard admits it or not, listen, he expected more from the organization in terms of putting themselves in a the contender status position. They didn't do much. Neil O'Shea is gone. Chauncey Billups is, as far as I'm concerned, set up to fail as far as I'm concerned. It's not a great situation for anybody in Portland to be in other than the young players. And Damian Lillard needs to get the hell out of there ASAP, even though he's out with an abdominal injury. There you go. So what I find interesting in that take is this. J.J. Redick was here last year. We all know his exit wasn't exactly the one that he really enjoyed, for sure. He didn't say anything, though, when Stephen A. said about a passion of being here one foot out, one foot in. Again, this is why I go to the... Whether it's optics or whether it's what have you. That's why I don't understand you not being around. It it leads credence to that. It allows people to be able to say that. And a guy that was on your team last year didn't make a peep. Could have very easily, J.J. Reddick, as an analyst, said, well, I don't know about that. He's, you know, his battle injuries, bad luck. He didn't say anything. Which I, I do find, again... He may have angst towards the organization, and maybe that's why he's not saying it. Or maybe he feels that Stephen A's right. I, I don't know. But I found interesting, not Screaming A. Screaming A is going to be Screaming A. He's going to look at it from a national perspective. But somebody who was in the locker room with Zion last year didn't say a peep. Didn't defend him. And actually, 
went out of his way to say Nikhil Alexander-Walker is a guy that he really believes in and thinks is a good player. Think about that. Quick break. We come back. It's the sports hangover in your home for Pelicans basketball. ESPN New Orleans. The new year is here at Greg LeBlanc Toyota, and we're celebrating. Check out the fresh new inventory arriving daily, plus great deals now at Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa. Check out the all-new, redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra. Greg LeBlanc Toyota has given top dollar for your trade. We want your trade-in. Or check the inventory online Online at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These super savings won't last long. Greg's got the deals. South Hollywood Road, Homa. Shop now. Welcome back. We've missed you. We know it's been tough. Because rebuilding your business isn't for the faint of heart. Your business needs a jump start. And we're here to help. Introducing Surge, symmetrical speed fiber internet for Metel Business. Revved up data speeds at 30% off, plus three months free. We're glad you're back. And we're here to make your business surge. Etel Business. Offer valid on three-year contract for two or more business services. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Chrissy is refinancing her home, so she shopped around for the lowest rate and found it at Amerisave.com, setting her up for a lifetime of savings. It's one decision she'll never regret, unlike wearing tap shoes to a surprise party. Sorry, guys. Just trying to find the perfect hiding place. Pretty regrettable, Chrissy. Unlike finding that low mortgage rate at Amerisave.com that's got you on your way to a lifetime of savings. Amerisave's rates won't be this low forever, so go to Amerisave.com now. Lower mortgage rates mean higher savings. Call 866-514-SAVE or visit Amerisave.com slash licensing for cost information, terms, and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all states except New York. And MLS number 1168. Welcome to Allstate, where saving on your auto insurance is kind of like a joyride. You, your car, and an open road. Maybe your best friend, too. The music is chill, and so is the traffic. You and your friend both look over at each other, and then he puts his head back out the window. Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands with Allstate. Click, call, or visit Allstate.com to save today. Allstate and affiliates offer products and services subject to availability, terms, and conditions. What would you say you do here? Sports. Sports. All day long. Hello, sports fans. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003 is the way to chime into the conversation. Pels and Rockets tonight at 7. 6.30 pregame right here. Uh, JJ. On this just in just now, he's talking about the trade, C.J. McCollum to the Pelicans. Again, there it is. McCollum averaging 20.5 points this season, second on the Trailblazers behind Lillard, who hasn't been playing because he's been injured. So we'll get your thoughts more on that, Pels fans, and your your feelings on it. And I do think, again, to not harp on it because, again, today is about the trade and moving forward with this team and you know, he's here, he's here, he's not, he's not. I, I just find, do find it interesting. The majority of fans have called this week during the trade deadline and want him traded, not Jackson Hayes, which I never thought I'd hear. Fans are upset that Josh Hart's going. They understand it. They wish him the best. You've seen that back and forth on social media. And then you got screaming A saying, you know, you wonder if he has a foot in and foot out since he got here. Anyway, again, that's why I'm like, I think it's probably beneficial to be on the bench. That's either here or there because you're hoping that that team with CJ can 
make a little bit of a push here and sort of see where they're going to go. Six-game homestand, Houston tonight, Miami, San Antonio, Toronto, Memphis, and Dallas as well. That should be fun to check out. Pels right now in the 10th spot, a half game ahead of Portland. And the Lakers, was it four and a half uh, ahead in the ninth spot? And you got the Clippers, the T-Wolves are 28 and 25, 15 back of the Suns. Sixth spot is the Denver Nuggets right now, 14. So got some ground to make up if you don't want to be in the play-in. Bottom line, though, you're in the sole spot right now. Let's see what happens with this trade. As Jake Madison said, you may be going to have trouble by not – because tonight you're not going to have Hart, Sato, for that's worth, Mikhail Alexander-Walker, part of the, the trade. So – they're not going to be available tonight. And um, maybe maybe, maybe you don't win the next game or two, but maybe you do. Either way, let's see what happens when everybody gets on the court for sure. The other big news, obviously, uh, 2.30 today, Dennis Allen's going to be introduced as the 11th head coach in Saints franchise history. The attention is going to turn, obviously, now to the coordinator positions. Rod Walker joined us, columnist for The Advocate and The Picayune. Back in hour number one, he feels, and I agree 100%, the offensive coordinator hire, probably pretty big. As big as any other hire, when you look at it. Naturally, some of the reaction, here's Jeff Darlington on ESPN. Well, Dennis Allen was a bit of a front runner uh, during this interview process. Now this week, they now this focus in on Eric Bieniemy, the Chiefs offensive coordinator, and Darren Rizzi, the Saints special teams coordinator. But Dennis Allen did uh, have a little bit of a like, have a little sense that he actually has been Sean Payton's right-hand man there as the defensive coordinator since 2016. Uh, you'll remember just a couple months ago when Sean Payton tested positive for COVID, it was Dennis Allen who stepped in as the interim coach. He was also part of Sean Payton's first two staffs uh, in New Orleans about 12, 13 years ago. So Allen with a lot of familiarity in the building and ultimately will now be the head coach of the New Orleans Saints moving forward. So what do you think, Saints fans? 800-998-1003 or on social media at ESPN Radio NOLA. The contract for Eric Bieniemy expires this year. And do you do everything you can to try to maybe bring him as the OC? Now, I saw on social media, somebody tweeted at us. Uh, let's see if I can find it here. That there's somebody else that perhaps that they would like to be considered as offensive coordinator. And that's Joe Brady, Timmy, over on Twitter. They have Joe Brady out there also as offensive coordinator, as possible hires that you would get. My only thing with, 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 again, with Joe is it didn't work out in Carolina for, again, not saying it's all his fault or whatever reason on that. Um, I just, I, I think it, it's, it's a personal thing based off of what I've heard and what I've seen. And I just wonder if Joe Brady is one of those, hey, here are the plays. Well, what's your philosophy on it? And can you coach it? And can you teach that? If that makes sense to you. What made Sean and and even McVay or Shanahan, I guess these quote-unquote offensive geniuses, the ability and, and what is the reasoning rhyme and reason for those plays and your philosophies. And I've stressed it before when we had Lance Moore on, you know, Meacham and other players have talked about how meticulous Sean Payton was specifically on placements on the field, yard markers, what foot hits what yard on what route, where you need to be, all those different things. 
And as I keep saying, I'm wondering if one of the things that maybe has kept Eric B. Enemy from being hired is the belief that whether or not they feel that it's it's not Pat Mahomes. Well, you got Pat Mahomes. You got Andy Reid. You got all these different elements. Is it really you to do so? And, you know, again, after being interviewed by 20 teams, 65% of the league, he hadn't gotten hired. So either there's a belief that it isn't him as to why the offenses have succeeded there and they've won so many games and been in so many championships? Or is it sort of a product that maybe kind of grew on its own? Because all you hear is that he's an offensive genius. All you hear is that he has this great offensive mind. So, I don't know. Is that maybe why you interviewed him for eight and a half hours? Go over your roster. Go over your philosophy. Try to convince him, hey, look, did, did you tell him in that interview process? We're leading towards Dennis Allen. But we would love for you to take over the offense. As Rod Walker said, getting a, a fresh look and a fresh eye on things is maybe not the worst thing. And getting somebody to come in and be a part of what I think would be a unique situation. Because you don't know where your quarterback is. You have, you have an idea, perhaps, maybe. If it's Jameis Winston or not, he's a free agent. you got to convince him. And he's got to want to sign with you. But as an OC, maybe one of your selling points is, hey, look, have you always wanted to present your philosophy, your idea, your way of how to do things on offense? The opportunity is unique in this. You can maybe go pick or give us a list of players that you think can run your offense best. And that's interesting to me. Maybe that helps persuade a name like him or a coach ready to show everybody whether it's fair or not. But again, I don't know if Andy Reid did him any favors in the AFC Championship game. Saying after the game he was giving Pat Mahomes the wrong plays. The way that game kind of turned by making that call on offense. Now again, is that Eric's call? Was that Andy Reid's call? To pass on the field goal and go for that play. And again, I, I, I said even whoever it was that called it, man, it's Hill and Holmes, Mahomes. And those two were doing work in the first half. That's essentially Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara tossing it to him at the three-yard line. And I'm telling him, can he beat a defensive back and Eli Apple? Nine out of ten times, Hill's getting in the end zone. Right? And you go up 28 to 10, good night. Deuces. So, I understood the play. I mean, you hadn't been stopped all first half. So you can look at it retrospectively, though, and be like, huh, see, they didn't do that. Bad call. Now, again, whose call was it? The last drive, buck 35 inside the 10, first and goal. They didn't get a touchdown. Everyone clamoring, should have ran the football. They got cute, maybe, trying to pass it, run some clock, and all this. Was that Andy? Was that Eric? And as I mentioned, it doesn't help when Andy comes out and says, I kept giving them the wrong plays. 
Now, is that him saying me as the head coach? I got overall say. It was Eric that called. I don't know. But it is interesting. I mean, a guy is interviewed with 20 teams. I'm legitimately curious as to why he hasn't been offered a position. And this isn't a situation sort of like with Leftwich and a couple of other player uh, coaches. Uh, this hiring cycle that took their name out of the hat and decided to go back. Dan Quinn, Leftwich, a couple of those. That hadn't been the case with the enemy. Now, no timing has been an issue. Right up until this year, now you could interview during a certain window assistants that were in the playoffs. That hadn't been the case. In them. But it almost seemed like the league was trying to mend or change ways to allow some of these coaches to then get interviewed. But I don't know. I just, again, I just said it in hour number one. I wonder if, if that's not one heck of a staff to me. Elevate Chris Richard, the defensive backs coach. Did the Legion of Boom in Seattle, who did a great job with the secondary this year. He's your defensive coordinator. See if you can convince Eric Bieniemy to come be your offensive coordinator. Hand him the keys. Go go run your offense. I I also think, like Rod Walker says, maybe a name like his entices players to want to come play for him. Because all we've heard the last four years is that players in the NFL respect him. Players in the NFL want to play for him. Players in the NFL believe he should be a head coach. Maybe maybe a move like that gets players to, to kind of do that. Take a chance on the Saints on the offense. Whether it's quarterback, receiver, what have you. I don't know. I think it would be a heck of a hire. Heck of a staff if those two are your lead coordinators, along with Dennis Allen, that continues your... Continuity understands the culture in the locker room and I think is ready. And I understand, look, I, I got some friends yesterday. We'll take a break. We'll come back and talk to you about it. Uh, of the record in Oakland. that They kept going over and over the record in Oakland. That was a no-win situation there. Meddling ownership. Not a good roster. Again, Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick got fired by two NFL teams before they, re- they had success again in the NFL. So, I I honestly don't look at the Oakland A's and be like, this guy can't be a head coach. There's a lot of you that do, though. There's a lot of you that do. So, let's discuss that. 800-998-1003. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Wonder if you should get tested for colorectal cancer? Well, it's the second leading cancer killer in the U.S. And screening helps prevent it. So, if you're 50 or older, it's time. Even if it doesn't run in your family. Most often, colorectal cancer occurs in people with no family history. And it doesn't always cause symptoms, especially early on. So don't wait for symptoms to get tested. Screening helps prevent the disease by finding precancerous polyps so they can be removed. Remove the polyp, prevent the cancer. Screening also helps find colorectal cancer early when treatment works best. You might be thinking, oh no, not that test. But here's the thing, you have options. There's more than one screening test. Talk to your doctor to find the one that's right for you. No more excuses. If you're over 50, get tested. Because colorectal cancer screening really does save lives. A message from HHS and CDC's Screen for Life campaign. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. 
that education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. This is nothing new, especially for somebody like me, where he couldn't even bring some of his people that he wanted to bring as his assistant coaches. Yeah, they, they let him hire Lovey Smith, but he wanted to bring other guys. Then on top of that, they wanted him to fire his offensive coordinator, and he wouldn't do that. He was going to stay loyal to it. But in the process, there's only 32 of these jobs. Okay, 65 years at, at the time, I think he was 64 years old when he took the job. Mm-hmm. So now you say to yourself, I waited this long. I've been an assistant coach in the National Football League forever. I have an opportunity now to get a job as a head coach, and if I turn it around just enough, then maybe – that one turns into two, that two turns into three, well, four. now or never. You know, exactly. You got to take the never. job. You have to take the job. You, you just, you have to. And that's unfortunate that you are backed into a corner that way, but that is the way society is. GJ and Max, mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Let's hit it. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Going to try to get a hold of Andrew Lopez here from ESPN. Just got back to us, said he can probably give us a few minutes here. Somebody will try to effort that in the meantime. Got a couple of Pels players commenting on CJ McCollum apparently from shoot around this morning. Devontae Graham. That's super talented. Uh, I mean, he got everything in his bag. Uh, obviously, he, he's a little player. He's going to bring. Extreme, extremely good offense and, you know, take a lot of pressure off B and, you know, those one-on-one situations, extremely efficient in those situations. So, um, he's going to be, he's going to be a huge help for us as soon as he gets here. How do you think you play off of him? I mean, I think it just makes everybody else's job easier. Like I said, me, B, whoever's on the court with him is going to be pretty much open because, you know, he attracts so much attention defensively, just like B.I. and he's a willing passer and playmaker. So, um, this is going to make everything easier for everybody. There you go. It's Devontae Graham there. We bring in Mr. Andrew Lopez now. Andrew, good afternoon to you, sir. Busy day. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, busy day today. I'm hoping that means I get a easier day uh, tomorrow and Thursday here. But here's the thing, man. Um, we've been kind of seeing a lot of smoke to this, right? A little fire yeah. finally uh, happening here. How did he eventually come to be? And I guess, as I asked Jake Madison back in hour number one, for Pels fans wondering or asking, is this a good trade for the Pelicans, yes or no? Yes. Short answer, yes. And I think that this trade actually probably turned out better for the for the Pels than it initially looked. I mean, you knew numbers-wise, this was going to have to happen in, in this manner where you were going to have Hart, Sadoransky, and probably one of the young guys, either Jackson or Nikhil. I think even Trey Murphy's number would have worked. So for you to be able to, to, to Hello? you obviously give up Hart, that, that's going to hurt. You're giving up Nikhil, who's a good rotation player for you, uh, eating up a lot of minutes. You're going to feel those. Probably tonight as well. You're going to feel that, uh, you know, against the Rockets. Luckily, it is the Rockets, a team you, you can beat. Um, but 
only having to give up one first round pick is I think a um a big victory for New Orleans in this. If you make the playoffs this year, if you make the actual playoffs, you get to the play in and win, your pick likely goes to Charlotte and then you're gonna have to give up another first round pick um to the Blazers. If you fall, you know, you get to the play in tournament and lose this year, likely that pick goes to the Blazers. Um, and then you can you don't have to worry about a future first to to Charlotte because they're not supposed to get one. Okay. Um, and then you're done with all pick protections after all first rounders after this year. So I, I thought it was going to take more than one um, to get this done, but it, it, the way it looks right now, I mean, I think this is a good win. Obviously, CJ McCollum is a guy who can make shots off the dribble. One of he's one of five guys and to have played at least thirty games to average twenty points a a, a game for the last seven seasons. One of the, I think he's seventh in the league in three pointers in the last five seasons. I mean, he is a scorer. He is a shooter uh, who is only going to help this offense where, you know, they don't have uh, a lot of that right now. I, look, one thing that we kind of saw yesterday in getting so many phone calls, which I, I think was remarkable, I'll pass two things along to you. One, more people called yesterday willing to trade Zion than Jackson Hayes. <laughs> I never thought I'd hear that. And the other is don't make any trades because they love the, I guess, way this team's come together and play for one another. Having a guy come in that, again, you already have screaming saying he's disgusted that he got traded here. Do you think it'll be a problem that he'll, he'll buy in and, and want to be here? I, I don't think so. And I think that is something that New Orleans would have talked through before deciding to pull the trigger on the deal. Right, um, that's what and, I, I think. you got to imagine right. you're talking to his rep or him personally. Right. And there's a, there's a, you have another guy on this team who is would have a unique perspective on C.J. McCollum, and that's Garrett Temple. Uh, Garrett Temple is one of the vice presidents for the NBA PA, for the Players Association, that C.J. McCollum just happens to be the president for and has been a vice president for the last few years. So mm. uh, um, there should be some, some Garrett Temple sound in there. You can go, you can go find it. Yep. Uh, where, he, where, he talks about, um, where he talks about what CJ can bring both on and off the court uh, to this team. And I think you, you had that option. You had the front off. You, you, you were okay, I think, pulling the trigger on this deal because you knew you had some assurances um, that – you know things were he was going to be okay, and I think um, be okay with coming here. So I think you you checked some of those boxes before you went ahead and made this deal. Yeah, you would imagine that's one of those things that you pull him aside and do something like this because Andrew, you are taking on thirty, thirty two, and thirty five million over the next three years, yeah. and and more importantly, again, I know the whole age thing, but Andrew, I guess we shouldn't be that surprised that you're doing this because they did try for Kyle Lowry. They did try for Chris Paul, older guards, expensive guards, because they felt that they needed this as well. Ali Kosell is going to join us next hour, brought up pick and rolls, sets, things that CJ does well can help the offense. What are you hearing from that standpoint as to how he can sort of really take this offense kind of off and running here? You were looking and you had been looking for a guy who could kind of create on his own uh, for and be a real league guard. For as much as Devontae Graham brings to the team as a starting point guard, the, the whole point of 
Devontae Graham coming to New Orleans was that Zion was going to have the ball or Brandon was going to have the ball and Devontae was going to be able to hit open shots. Um, CJ is a stronger lead guard in that sense, um, is, is more adept at getting, uh, getting off the ball. Looked at uh, numbers from second spectrum. He's made 1,083 off the dribble, off the dribble jumpers uh, in the last five seasons, the fourth most in the league in that span. The Pels this season ranked 29th in off the dribble, off, off the dribble made jumpers, last in off the dribble, off the dribble jump shot field goals uh, percentage. Uh, again, something he can immediately help this uh, offense with. He shot at mm-hmm. least 37.5% from three every year of his career. Pels are 29th in the league right now, or 26th in the league, shooting under 33%. He is going to help with the offense. Um, you know, we talked to Josh Hart yesterday, actually, and we mentioned to him, he's like, yeah, he kind of made the joke, like Brandon would probably have a lot more double-digit assist games if we can make some shots. Uh, C.J. McCollum is going to help make shots. Mm-hmm. Speak with Andrew Lopez, covers the Pelicans for ESPN. Um, obviously, I think one of the things that so many you know fans have been wanting to see is obviously Zion on this court and how this is kind of all going to gel together at some point when, when this happens. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I, I got to imagine, for, for the lack of a better way to put it, a move like this probably shows him again, right? That this team is trying to make the right moves and changes. Cause I said this at the end of last hour, Andrew, it's going to be real hard to, to not buy in. Right. And then what I mean, I'm not saying that he's not, I'm just saying because, okay, you didn't get the right coach. I think you did now. Maybe you didn't get the right sort of young players and, and veteran players, Jonas, Herb, others. I think you did now. You have another star to play with an all-star perhaps caliber player in Brandon Ingram. Well, they have a, a point guard that can create space and make shots. They made the move for C.J. McCollum, so they didn't stand pat. I, I, I'm trying to think of things that I could possibly say where you would say the Pels aren't all in to win, and, and I can't find very many, if at all. Yeah, you're right, and and that's again why they made this move. You have you know three teams really in the in the Western Conference right now that are essentially almost kind of maybe bowing out of the play-in race. Okay. Portland is looks like they're probably going to take a step backwards uh, for now. Get their get their pick up. Uh, Houston and Oklahoma City. You need to be better than the Sacramento Kings. Who did just trade for Domas Sabonis today, uh, although they did give up Tyrese Halliburton, which is a head scratcher. Uh, and the San Antonio Spurs, who uh, are another team that, like you, can't shoot from deep. Um, you should should be able to 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 get over those teams. C.J. McCollum helps you in that race. Uh, and it, it shows Z, look, we are trying to make the right moves. And again, all of these moves also look better when there is a 6'7", 285-pound man in the post who can control the ball and dominate defenses. It would yeah. give Brandon Ingram open shots. Yeah. It would give C.J. McCollum open shots. It would give Devontae Graham open shots. It, it It is made for him to where I think this team could could make a jump if you know when Z gets back on the court. Andrew, I was asked by Jack earlier in the show how long until the Pels can be, you know, competitive and pushing or, or, you know, being a legit contender and things of that nature. I said, look, you look at the Suns and Warriors, they're in a different level. I mean, they're championship contenders. But I look at that three spot, right? Memphis is a team that was always around the standings area in the neighborhood of the Pelicans the last couple of years. They both went at the same year. 
One drafted Ja, one drafted Zion. When I look at the difference as to why they're the three seed and why the Pels are where they are, one has Ja, one's waiting for Zion. I mean, that, so I, I guess what I'm saying is my answer to Jack, yeah, my, my, my answer to Jack was, well, I don't think it'll take long if Zion's healthy and plays for you because I think the pieces around them in the team is just as good as Memphis. Like, do they have a Brandon Ingram? Do they have a Jonas sort of play like that? Like, I, I like my pieces, Herb Jones. Like, it's, it's Zion. If he plays, why can't they be Memphis next year? Uh, that's, that's the really big piece. Uh, I mean, honestly, that's, that's kind of the big thing about this is, um, even, even you, you mentioned Phoenix, right? Phoenix yeah. made the jump because Chris Paul got there. Bingo. They were out of the playoffs and then in the NBA finals. Um, and I'm not saying they can do that. I'm not saying that TJ McCollum is that sort of piece where he can, you can make that jump, but a lot of it depends on a healthy Zion being out there for, you know, 70 of 82 games, 75, you know, whatever it is. Once he gets to that level and you, you can move on, you got to remember, I mean, they still had some sort of success last year while they were trying to figure out with Stan um, before things went south late. You're in the same spot again. Once he's healthy and then you have Brandon and then you have CJ McCollum now, mm-hmm. you have Devontae, you have Herb, you have Trey, you have Jonas Valentine. You have pieces. It's just a matter of those pieces coming together now. See what happens tonight. Should be uh, interesting as we move forward. When when do we expect to see CJ McCollum? Maybe about a weekend, perhaps, or something. I, I all depends on the trade call. If they get the trade call in today, mm-hmm. then I would expect to see him for Thursday. Even if they get the trade call in tomorrow, outside chance of Thursday. But I think you may be looking at a weekend, David. Okay. Well, either way, soon. He's, he's, he'll be soon. Um, soon. Now you know what I was going to ask you about Zion. I'm not. No, <laughs> I was going. You said soon. I was just hoping that you could say soon with him and soon with the other guy. But I let's just stick with CJ. How about that? We'll stick with CJ. There we go. Thank you, Andrew Lopez. Covers the Pelicans for ESPN. <laughs> it's time to take a break. We come back, Sammy. I see you on the line, sir. I'll come to you next on ESPN New Orleans. The cleanup continues from the recent storms, and we want you to know that nobody can get a metal roof or metal building to you faster than Reed's Metals in Brookhaven. For all your metal building components, Reed's Metals has it all in stock. Roll-up doors, insulation, skylights, purlins, and more. Our metal building frames are American-made steel, all put together by certified welders. Metal buildings and everything you need with quick delivery, too. When you call Reed's Metals in Brookhaven, 601-823-6516 or online at reedsmetals.com. Thibodeau Regional Health System was recently named one of the nation's 50 top cardiovascular hospitals by IBM Watson Health. This award for delivering the best quality and most cost-effective heart and vascular care is important. Why? Because high-quality heart care close to home is not only convenient, it's life-saving. When it comes to matters of the heart, choose the experts at Thibodeau Regional. Ontario, Douay, Ontario. More than just an insurance company, they're marine insurance specialists. Whether it's fishing boats, cabin cruisers, sailboats, or marine industry, you can trust Terrio Douay Ontario to get you the coverage you need at a price you deserve for your home, your auto, life, fire, and health. They've been taking care of people since 1957. Call Terrio Douay Ontario at 475-5126. Just ask for Lynn Pierce or David O. along Bayou Lafouche in Golden Meadow. 
Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff as your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Only one performance a day. Let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Obviously a lot of focus on the Pelicans trade. Woj, even the details on the Pacers-Sacramento trade, and we'll get to Sammy here. Pacers trading Dama Sabonis, Jeremy Lamb uh, to Sacramento for Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and Tristan Thompson uh, as well. So, Sammy, what you got for us today, bud? Hello, Sammy. Oh, shoot. Hey, Gus. Sorry about that. Not a problem. Uh, How are you? I'm all right. How are you, man? Doing well. I, I, the last time I had called, I was um, – remember I had said uh, – I don't know you probably don't remember, but I know what I said. Uh, I I wanted D.A. to be the head coach because I figured it would kind of produce uh, less turnover within the organization as far as coordinators and just the whole coaching staff. The only thing I'm kind of – I'm kind of bummed out that Pete, Pete Carmichael is not going to be like the offensive coordinator, you know, kind of. Yeah. Because I know I know Bobby talks about him like, man, you know, the year that Sean was out, he coached, you know, the yeah, he, he called the plays and we had this, you know, the number one offense or top three offense, whatever it was. But it's kind of, I don't know, I'm kind of bummed out about that. But I guess at the same time, um, like I'm kind of with you, you know. Why don't we get try to get Eric Bieniemy over dude, here and I'm, kind of I mean, to him? It's like, hey, like, hey, dude, look, this is an opportunity for you to show that you're not on the Andy Reid, you don't, yeah. you don't have Pat Mahomes, it's yours. and here are the keys, um, you know, those keys. those three guys, and you know, show everybody what you can do. Um, Plus, here's the I, other overall, thing. I'm happy with the Dennis. I was just going to say, ahead. Sam, just to add to that, and, and I keep bringing up. I, I think the interesting element. Now, I don't know. I, I don't know if part of the selling point and vision of Dennis Allen was he has his own thoughts and idea as to who the quarterback should be. He could have walked in and said, uh, "You're signing Jameis Winston. That's who I want." I, I don't. I don't know that. But right, right. If 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 the decision between Mickey and Dennis was, all right, we're going to look at all the options on the table at quarterback and then make our decision. Then it, 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 it provides an interesting, unique opportunity. I'm trying to think of how many other teams have when they hire an offensive right. coordinator to where right. we don't have a quarterback set yet. I mean, you, you have Taysom Hill and Ian Book. Fantastic. But maybe, right. maybe that is a, a selling point. Hey, look, what is your opinion for your offense that you want to run with your philosophy? What kind of quarterback? I- do you like, and then we'll go try to get them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's very rare that an mm-hmm. OC will be able right. to pick their quarterback. And I don't know if that's even remotely the case. But I wonder, since you're not really settled on one, you know, like, I I don't think you're interviewing people going, okay, it's Jameis Winston. What can you do to make him be your guy? It, that That's different. But I think with a guy like the enemy, it may intrigue him 
to say that, to, to look at it from that. I just, I would uh, love be enemy and Richard, man, as the OC and DC. I, I think that is a I, fantastic I I'm staff. with you on that. Uh, wait, Chris Richard, I'm with you on that. Like, yeah. we're going back to what you said about what he did with the Legion of Boom. Like, hey, man, that, that defense was kicking butt. Uh, the Saints know, secondary this year was solid. So, Marshawn Lattimore had his best year this they year. They were solid too, yeah. Marshawn yeah. Lattimore had his best year just, this year. Even, even, going back to the offensive side of the ball, even if they just bring back everybody that they had, including Jameis Winston, and, you know, you get Michael Thomas back. It's still not – you got Alvin Kamara after his six-game suspension. It's still not a bad situation for an uh, offensive coordinator to go into, you know. I, I don't think the Saints will be that bad. If if he just gets a decent offensive coordinator, and if you, you bring back Jameis and you get Mike Thomas back, a couple offensive linemen, a wide receiver, I still don't think – I still don't think this team is, is – this offense is that bad. This offense isn't that bad, you know? Just my opinion. No, I'm with you. That's what I'm saying. I don't think you're that far removed. Look, I saw already on three shows this morning, you know, get up, first take, and I just saw the NFL Live show, which, which first-year head coach is going to struggle the most and all that. And obviously, Lovey Smith, you don't know who you, that situation is. But And then the next question on the opposite end is who will have the most success and things of that nature. I completely think people are overlooking the Saints team. I, I just, I honestly do. Um, and you know me, I'm not the homer. I get accused all the time that I hate the Saints. I'm just, I just, I look at it like you. Michael Thomas, I'm assuming he's going to be healthy and ready to go. The guy caught 11 passes in two games when Taysom Hill's the quarterback. I'm not ripping the guy. I'm just saying, if you bring a guy that can read the field and, you know, go mm-hmm. as, as accurate and, and as a quarterback, not a quarterback in learning, but a quarterback, then he's going to help because you could go in the draft. You can go in free agency. You got a lot of different options, I think, um, to where all of a sudden Callaway and Deontay Harris are your third and fourth options or package receivers. So that is already substantially better. Some of the, uh, including me too, you know, like we overlooked Deontay Harris. Dude, if you have Michael Thomas, you have a solid second, and you got Callaway and Deontay Harris. Dude, that's a pretty loaded why receive fine, a core, you know? Fine like, with, that. Yeah. with that, yeah. Look, you know? and then you, you hope yeah. Troutman, I don't know, gets better. I mean, he shows flashes of it. I, I legitimately yeah, think, I and maybe with a new coach, remember with a new coach, even though he's from the staff, but with a new coach, you can start camp earlier. You can start right. a little different. And, and, and yeah. look, I have not, I, I think it's actually hurt this team to not have OTAs and all this other stuff. We can go here and there if that actually helps or hurts, but, um, I think it's vital. Especially with new coordinators, this team do OTAs this year. <laughs> I just please go do OTAs. So anyway, thank you, yeah. Sammy. Appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks, Gus, man. I appreciate it. Yep, for sure. Got four minutes to the top of the hour. Who that John and Gentilly? What you got for us today? Hey. Yes, sir. Hello. Mm-hmm. I said yeah, I said that's enough time. What's up, Gus? <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Um look at the irony in this stuff though, Gus. Like, you've been outside, right? Isn't it, like, beautiful? And I'll give you, like, a dollar for every cloud that you find type weather. Like, (laughs) so that goes to, like, it feels like a new beginning on both franchises on airline. I like that. It does. It does, man. It does. So think about it. We've been having some, some crappy weather as of late, right? Cold, hot, rainy, whatever. Like I said, I can't stop. I'm driving right now, literally. 
on veterans and I can't find a cloud on the in the, in the sky. Um, <laughs> doesn't that feel like a goofy getting well, on Well, don't don't get on the interstate going westbound. I see I see a semi truck moving at about two miles an hour. <laughs> so there's traffic going towards Laplace, and I'm on Transcontinental. Um, no, dude, I'm with you. Look, I, and I you know what? Here's the thing. I think it is sort of refreshing to sort of look at it, and we're, I'm not I I don't I'm not manufacturing uh, excitement or fandom. You guys, ourselves, it's incredible this team had a four-game losing streak. And during that week, people like, man, I like what I'm seeing. I love what Willie's doing. Yep. Like, that's not normal. That Normally, when you lose in a row or the coach is not doing well or something, you know. And so there's belief that this is going to start to turn around, which, again, is why I just look at it and say if everyone else is bought in. And then if Zion buys in – and does what he can do. You look at the pieces around him, man. That that's a team that every single night can win. I really believe that. I believe that too. And I want to say something about your um um the so called national media. As yeah. of today, and I mean this with all my heart. As of today, I am boycotting um, national radio meeting. I won't put you on until eleven fifty nine. I don't want to hear nothing that Bart and Kyle has to say anymore. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Um, at three o'clock, I'm you know I listen to Mad Muscle for an hour, then I switch it on to the other guys from 48. I don't want to say the name on the radio, but no, you know, that's fine, man. You probably know who I'm talking sure, about. of course, yeah. And then that's it. I, I don't want to look. I don't want to look at ESPN no more. I'm, I'm about to stop looking at Bleacher Report. I'm, I'm just so sick and tired of. They, it's not just the teams. It's like they down in our city, man. And I know we are a small market, but I, I want to call up on Barton Hine and Stephen or screaming at Smith so bad. And say y'all don't y'all don't even know New Orleans. Y'all don't know what the hell y'all talking about. Like I was listening to um a CBS radio last night, all right, like eleven thirty, man. And mm-hmm. they were talking about the album coming out. It was like, wow, where is this franchise going? In the dumpster? Like this? What? I don't know what, what? the hell are they talking about? What? Like, what in the dumpster? My goodness, Christ! Like, 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 dude, I'm with you. Who that? You sure? I I don't get it, dude. I don't know. Yeah, I again. You know what it comes from, though, man? And I'll be honest with you. They just don't watch. And unless it drives the needle in their minds nationally, which, and I say in their minds, because I'm so frustrated, and I always joke about it. I have a group of guys I send group text to. Todd and Jordan's another group I send to. During the season, in the offseason, it was an absolute joke. Every day, you know, get up is two hours. And it's like four or five segments in each hour, and three of them was the Aaron Rodgers thing. What is he going to show? Like, there's no new news. It's just the same thing every day. It's the Dak Prescott. It's the Cowboys. It's the same thing every day. I'm like, other than that fan base, who cares? Like, you had a lot of really good exactly. storylines in the offseason or this season, whether it was the Bengals. and Like, they didn't talk about them until they beat the Chiefs. And I'm sitting there I'm like, you got some really good storylines, good teams, Talk about them. Your job is to bring up things from that nature. Like, I could care less. It is autopilot radio. We said, well, who likes, you know, Mike McCarthy? I'm like, that's why I would never want to coach there. This guy won seven, you know, has more playoff wins than Sean Payton, has a Super Bowl as well. They talk about him like a clown. You know, I just, whatever, man. Anyway, who that John's the top of the hour. Thank you for the phone call, man. I got a break. If not, Buddy's going to hang up on me. Uh, <laughs> Appreciate it. It's the sports hangover in your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Water stains on the shower glass. Try rubbing some shaving cream on. Tyler's cleaning crew knows every housekeeping trick in the book. Handling timesheets now. But they need a proper book.